0: Hey everybody, Coach V here. Welcome to another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. So I hope you've got your journals and you've got your pen ready because we're going to talk about something today that I I know that we all struggle with on a daily basis, but we're going to try to give you some good answers here today to hopefully be able to get some things in order and have a better plan and strategy going forward. So today we are going to talk about distractions. I know this is a big thing for a lot of us um, as we go through our, our daily um, comings and goings. We, we deal with distractions, things that sometimes may be unexpected. Some things may be last minute, but sometimes it's self-inflicted because we don't properly plan. We're not organized like we may need to be. And so those distractions then lead to us being behind in other things or putting other things to the side, all in an effort to try to get this accomplished. So we're going to talk about some things that, you know, lead to the distractions and then some things that we can do to begin to eliminate some of those distractions okay so the first thing that is can be a distraction is just life in general we've got bills to pay we've got to go to work our children marriage um, church serving in organizations having to run errands do all these things life just in general can just be full of distractions and and some of it we understand is is beyond our control you know and we have to learn how to properly handle those things and so as you take notes today just make a list of things that normally distract you could it be that you know, when you get home from work, what is it that you normally like to do? I know sometimes we like to sit down, kind of catch our breath before we kind of tackle, you know, the evening, because we know for a lot of us, when we get home, that's starting the second shift, that's starting our second job. We have to do with kids and homework and getting them ready, you know, for school the next day, getting dinner, getting clothes together, all these different things. But are there times that we just allow ourselves to be distracted because we just decide we're going to watch a whole season of something on Netflix and then things get to a point to where they're undone and then we find ourselves having to catch up? And we really never really truly, truly catch up on that thing. We're just trying to get that thing done. So we find ourselves having to stay up late at night. Then we're tired the next day, which makes us kind of lethargic. We're not as focused. And so we're always kind of in this um, revolving door situation where, you know, we, we never really are truly on top of things. And so we're always distracted because when we're when we're tired, when we haven't gotten that proper night's rest, we're not as focused. So then we're distracted it can be the easiest little thing that kind of throws us off. You know, some things, as I said, are are beyond our control. But then when we allow ourselves to get distracted, we may not go back to that thing. We may not. Put the time in that we need to in spending time in prayer or reading the word of God or reading that book that helps to perfect the gift that God has put on the inside of you or to continue to pursue the dream that God has put on the inside of you because you've been distracted by something else that that has taken priority over that. So then you just give up on that thing. And so I wanted to take the time to really just evaluate those things and think about those things that oftentimes distract you. The second thing, which is a very common thing that I'm sure we all do, is we make excuses. Oh, we can come up with a million reasons why we can't, why we couldn't, why we don't. We don't have time. There's too much um, to do. There's uh, there's the fact that we're just too tired. We're just too tired. We need to we need to rest. And we're good to make those excuses on why we don't do the things that we need to do. That causes a distraction. If this thing doesn't get done, I've got the perfect excuse. And so we've got to work our way out of being so good at making excuses that we practice and rehearse so well so that it's convincing to other people in hopes that maybe they'll feel sorry for us and give us a pass. And we know in a lot of situations that's just not going to fly. It, it it probably won't fly at work. You know, it's not going to fly at home if, if, if your family doesn't have laundry, clean clothes, they don't have something to eat because we allow ourselves to get distracted again? or we sitting in front of the TV instead of doing the things that we need to do and then saying we're too tired or it's too late to start doing this? We got to look at the excuses. What are some of the excuses that you make when really it's something that you've allowed to distract you? And the last thing is that We just don't want to make the effort. We don't want to do the work. We don't want to put forth anything extra into something that we know ultimately would be for our good. We feel like, again, making excuses. It's too hard or it's going to require too much of me. It's going to take too much of my time and I already have so much else to do. We don't want to make the sacrifice. We don't want to cut out something and replace it with this knowing that ultimately it will be for our benefit. It will be to the benefit of our family. It will be to the benefit of the business that we're desiring to start or the book that we're desiring to write. We've got to look at the things that we often say to ourselves that we use as justifications and full explanations But they're really distractions, they're really excuses as to why we don't do the things that we know that we need to do. When we go to God, we have his undivided attention. He doesn't say, hold on a minute, I'll be right with you. I gotta deal with this over here. I'll get to you as soon as I can. But yet, that's what we seem to do with him and everything that concerns us and everything that he's given us responsibility, authority, and dominion over. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So our transformative thought for this week is this. I no longer allow distractions to deter me from my purpose and my promise. Because God has promised us all something whatever that is for you individually, I would pray that you would tap into that. What has God promised you? What has he said to you individually, undeniably in your prayer time? What is that thing that he's promised you as it pertains to your future, as it pertains to your purpose, as it pertains to your gifts and what he desires to do, not only for you, but through you that will greatly impact and influence your family, your friends, your coworkers, the generations that are to come behind you. Let's make a commitment and a vow that we will no longer allow distractions to deter us from our purpose and our promise. So here are three things that I thought of that we can begin to do that will start to eliminate some of those distractions. And I think, you know, this is the perfect time of year to start evaluating those things and reevaluating those things as we look at our our, our our goals for the year. You know, how we do New Year's resolutions or goals that we've set for ourselves. Take time to look at those goals. See where you are with those things. What have you accomplished? What steps have you made towards those things what can we now look at at this point in the year and and what's still attainable what do we need a little more time on what steps do we need to take to accomplish these things we we don't throw it all out but were we too grand and lofty in our plans in our goals that we set there's nothing wrong with thinking big but we got to have a strategy We've got to prioritize, which is the first thing. Take that list. Prioritize one or two things. If you have a goal on that list, say if it was to lose weight, then did you set attainable goals to achieve that? Was it that we were going to work out at least three times a week? Did we set another goal that we were going to eliminate sugar at least two times a week? These are just examples of, of breaking down a big goal and then making attainable action steps. So take that big thing and make at least, I'd say, three to five actionable steps that you can take towards attaining that Goal. If you have a goal of losing 10 pounds, then there's some research that you may have to do. What is it that you would have to do to lose a certain amount of weight every week? What eating habits do you need to change? Do you need to eliminate the sugar? Is it eliminating carbs? Is it having a meatless Monday? Those are attainable, actionable steps that you can take towards that goal. And then take those things to God and see what He has to say. He can give you the best strategy ever. He knows you inside and out. Nobody knows you better than God. And so He can give you the perfect strategy for you. What may work for you may not work for somebody else, but He can give you the perfect plan just for you. So let Him orchestrate the plan for your life let him orchestrate the plan for your day and when you do that you're sure to succeed and things will go well there won't be any stress there won't be any struggle there will be no strain because you've put all of that before him and you let him know God these are the things that I would like to accomplish but I need you to be a part of this I need you to help me plan. I need you to help me strategize. I need you to help me prioritize so that I'm not worn out. I want to co-labor with you in this. Psalms 119 and 37 says, Turn my eyes away from vanity, all those worldly, meaningless things that distract, and let your priorities be mine. And restore me with renewed energy in your ways. So when God begins to speak to you about the things in your life that are distracting you, you're spending too much time watching that reality show. You're spending too much time on social media. Get off TikTok. Get off your Facebook feed. Spend that 30 minutes and work out. Spend that time in prayer with me. Spend that time reading My word. Sometimes, you know, the strategy can be as simple as, you know, as you're working out, you can put praise and worship music on. As you're doing that 30 minute walk, you can be listening to the Bible. They have plenty of apps for that. So you're feeding your spirit and you're also feeding your body in the physical that you're getting in good physical health. You're also getting in good spiritual health. You're helping yourself mentally. You're helping yourself emotionally. You're helping yourself psychologically. Look at all the things you're covering just because you commit 30 minutes a day to walking and then having the word of God in your ear. And look at what you're accomplishing. You're not focused on the world. You're not distracted. Your priority, you're making Him your priority. You're making God the priority as well as your physical health. So then you're increasing in your stamina, your knowledge, your wisdom, your understanding. You have a renewed energy in the ways of God. He's replenishing you. And then you have more energy for your day. How perfect is that? It doesn't get any better than that. The second thing is stop putting pressure on yourself. Stop trying to live up to the standards of man. Stop comparing yourself to other people and what other people are doing and how they're doing it. Like I said before, what works for them may not work for you. You have to look at your life. You have to look at what's on your plate. You have to look at what your responsibilities are, what your commitments are. Let God help you prioritize those things and don't compare yourself to anybody else and their lifestyle and what works for them. You may draw inspiration and motivation, but don't try to keep it with somebody else because what works for them may not work for you. They may not have the same goals as you matthew 13 and 22 tells us and the one on whom seed was sown among thorns this is the one who hears the word but the worries and distractions of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it yields no fruit and then verse 23 even goes on to say and the one whom seed was sown on the good soil This is the one who bears, who hears the word and understands and grasps it. He indeed bears fruit and yields some a hundred times, some 60, and some 30. And so we got to be mindful that when we're doing what we need to do, we got to make sure that it's falling on good ground. That our intentions and our motives are pure towards this goal. Why Why is it that we want to lose weight? Why is it that we want to write this book? We got to know what our why is. And so when God is depositing and downloading, that it's because of the desire that he's put in our hearts. We want to have good health because the gifts that he's put inside of us is going to require stamina. It's going to require endurance. We want to be um, in a position that we have studied and and taken the time. And so that when the time has come, that we can show ourselves approved, that we will have that word of wisdom. We will have that word of encouragement. We'll know what to pray, when to pray and how to pray, because God is speaking through us that we don't have to try to finagle a prayer. We don't have to do it in our flesh because God's not going to hear it. He's not going to be pleased and he's not going to bless it. So when we study to show ourselves approved, we know that what he's giving us, what he's depositing in us will be sure to come up as good harvest, as good fruit, and that the fruit of that will show in our words, in our actions, in the things that we do. And so we, we gotta stay very mindful of the fact that, that seed that may come up amongst thorns We've probably been distracted by the world, the worries and the cares of the world. And the the fruit of that may choke and it won't yield any fruit. But if we know that this is something that God has mandated for us, I need you to lose weight because you're going to need stamina because you're going to be ministering the word. So I need you to be in good physical condition so that you'll be in good spiritual condition. You won't be distracted and tempted by the sweets. You won't be tempted and distracted by the things you see on TV. And you'll replace that with my word, spending time in my word, spending time in prayer, so that when it's time for you to go forth, it doesn't choke. There's no fruit to be seen, but that what's being sown, what's being planted, what's being watered is falling on good ground. And it will bear much fruit. The the, uh, next thing is realize that distractions are sent to deter you, to frustrate you, and to even delay you at times. So we got to recognize that the enemy knows the plans that God has for you. He knows the gifts that God has put on the inside of you. And so he will send things to distract you because he knows the things that you like. He knows the company that you've kept in the past, the things that they may negatively influence you to do. If you've made a decision to be celibate, he's going to send that good looking fine man that you used to deal with to tempt you. If you used to drink, he's going to have those friends that that call you and want to go out, oh, just for a little while. And you if you're not careful, you'll slip back into those old habits. And so we got to be mindful where those distractions come from and ask God for his power and strength to resist those things. I'm focused on your purpose and your plan and your will for my life. Mark 4 and 19 tells us, But the worries and cares of the world, the distractions of this age with its worldly pleasures and the deceitfulness, and the false security or glamour of wealth or fame, and the passionate desires for all the other things creep in and choke out the word, and it becomes unfruitful. That's the second time we've heard the word choke. We don't want anything to choke out the word of God. We don't want anything to choke out the promises of God. We don't ever want to have to give an account for being unfruitful in our lives because we've allowed deceit and distraction to come in, the worldly pleasures to come in and choke out what God has planted on the inside of us. We don't want false security or fame or attention to to choke out what what God has promised us, the gifts that he's put on the inside of us. So we gotta realize where those distractions are coming from and what is it that's, that's tempting us to go back into that distraction? What's deterring us, what's delaying us from that thing? When, what was the moment that we allowed our flesh to succumb to that, that we let our flesh override what the Holy Spirit was saying to us undeniably? Those are times that we we need to sit down and, and just journal right how we're feeling, what we're experiencing, what it is that we're going through at that moment. And then we can begin to rebuild. We can start prioritizing. We can find that foundational scripture that we can recite to ourselves, stick on our mirror, that we can say to ourselves every morning as we're brushing our teeth and getting ready for work. that we meditate on as we're driving to work. Because we can drown out the distractions. We can be very focused and pay attention to the things that are going on around us, but we can be so tuned in with the Holy Spirit that the, the distractions don't infect us or affect us in a way that we just give in to that, that we start to lean into that. Instead, we are more determined to lean into what God has to say. And finally, give yourself grace. Don't be hard on yourself. But then again, this goes back to, you know, not putting that pressure on yourself. Give yourself grace. If you allowed yourself to be distracted and you spent too much time on this at this moment, that's okay. Now that you know better, do better. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. So learn to give yourself grace. God is not going to spend the the whole night as you sleep beating you up, bringing up all the stuff that you did wrong and, and how you missed this and how you didn't do this. And He's not a God of condemnation. Now, he is a God of great conviction, and that is why he loved us so much to leave his Holy Spirit here with us. Because he will bring those things back so that we can learn, so that we can become better, so that we can become wiser, so that we become stronger. We understand the power and the authority that God has left with us to walk in each and every day. So we learn from each mistake, each misstep. And we thank God for his grace because we did not deserve any of it. But we thank him for it. So we learn to be better. We learn to do better. We learn to make better choices and decisions. When he gives us that instruction, we obey it immediately. We don't ignore what it is that he's telling us to do in that moment. If we step out on faith and obey this instruction, if we prioritize this thing, then we'll find out that we're not going to be stressed on the back end. We won't be at a in a panic there won't be crunch time we're not we're not trying to figure out how to get this thing done and we're out here by ourselves because we've had this attitude for the longest well i got this i got plenty of time and before we know it that deadline is right upon us we get to this point in the year and we realize what what have we accomplished on this list of goals that we set out with in january and now here we are at the almost at the end of the year We start to feel defeated. We become frustrated. We give up. We don't even try. And any step towards attaining a goal is forward motion. Any motion that we make is forward motion. We just don't want to go back. We don't want to go backwards. We don't want to start beating ourselves up. We don't want to start talking to ourselves negatively. We don't want to start downing ourselves. That's not who God created us to be. He has put him, his DNA on the inside of us. And so we've got God on the inside of us. Greater is he that is in us than that is in the world. And so when we approach it from that perspective, when we have that viewpoint, we're able to better prioritize things. We give ourselves grace. We we stop putting that unnecessary pressure on ourselves. We stop comparing ourselves to to those that we see on social media or, or our co-workers. We, we set a timeline according to what God has planned for us. We work according to God's timeline, not our own. That's why it has to be his plan, his will, his purpose, his divine timing for our lives. Not according to the schedule of man or what social media says or, or what our co-workers have. Because we don't know what they did to attain that. And we don't know what they're doing to sustain that. Is God even a part of their plan? Are they struggling, straining to keep what they have? So we don't know that part. So we don't focus on that. We focus on what God has for us. We focus on his plan for our lives. We focus on the instructions and the directions that he gives us. We focus on the strategy that he downloads to us and follow that thing to the letter. And we make a commitment to not allow anything to distract us that can deter us from our purpose, for our, from our promise, From what God has said undeniably to us that we will have the things, the great things that God has for us to do. And so I pray that you really take some time to look at the things that distract you and how long you've allowed those things to distract you. Knowing that there are going to be things that come up but that we always have a God perspective about those things, that we no longer continue to use the same excuses time and time again, and years go by. And then we sit back and look at our lives, and we wonder what fruit have our lives really produced? What have we truly sown into so that our children's children's children no longer live under the curse, but that they begin to live under the blessing because we were willing to do the work. We made a decision to no longer make excuses. We no longer um, were unwilling to make the sacrifice and sow into areas, even though it may be uncomfortable, even though it may really stretch us and, and push us. But isn't that what we want God to do anyway? is to stretch us beyond our capacity, knowing that God will be faithful to help us carry that which we cannot, knowing that He promises that as long as we do what He instructs us to do, He will be faithful to do those things that we cannot do. Don't we want Him to press us out of that that area of complacency, and contentment so that we can have greater in him, not just in material things, but to have a greater, closer relationship with him. That he can show us all these great things he has ahead for us. That's going to require a commitment. That's going to require trusting him. That's going to require us having great faith in him that even though we may not understand the plan we may not understand why we're going through some of the things that we're going through we trust the heart of God even when we can't trace his hand knowing that he is always working behind the scenes that if we just have laser focus and tunnel vision if we keep our eyes set on God that we don't have to worry about drowning because we have a greater goal ahead. And that is to serve God. That is to please Him. That is for Him to get the glory out of our lives. It is for the people around us to continue to grow and be edified. It is to continue to allow His light to shine on the inside of us so that we can be points of light wherever He sends us. Whatever he puts our hands to do, he will be faithful to ensure that it gets accomplished so that we can inspire and empower others. That we will be able to help others hone in on what is distracting them from accomplishing the things that God has. That if he's brought you to this point, he is not going to leave you or forsake you. That he has purpose in everything that we go through. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you will share this this podcast with others. Not just this episode, but any episode that's been relevant. Anybody that you know that's going through anything. Please share this podcast with them. And I just want you to always remember that today is a great day to be made new and that I am always, always rooting for you. Until next time.